Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy, munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with Crunch. I'll chase him round the moons of Nibia and round the Antares maelstrom and round Perdition's flames before I give him up. And hello, welcome to Unequal Sequel Season 3. I am Dave and I'm one of your two hosts of this scrumptious podcast. And I'm Rich and I'm the other host of this scrumptious podcast. Think of me as Rose to Dave's Jack. He's boyishly handsome and I'd definitely push him off the door to save myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you would. Yeah, I would, yeah. (laughs) The premise of Unequal Sequel is still very simple. We ask our guests for their best ever sequel, worst ever sequel, and finally their dream sequel. And of course, we quite often drift off course and talk about movies in general and sometimes just life in general, really, because our guests are so nice. Yes. And we also have to point out we do spoil movies. Uh, So if they mention a movie you haven't seen and they're normally quite old, you put your fingers in your ears and ignore it for a while. I should also mention that my mic is a little bit bassy because it was a new mic and I hadn't trained it. (laughs) Oh, Dave. On today's episode, we are joined by the one and only Rich Wilson. Rich is a brilliant stand-up comedian. If you haven't seen his stuff, track him down. He's all over the country performing all the time. And he's also got a fantastic podcast it's called Insane in the Membrane. It's all about men's mental health. He also does Insane in the Fembrain as well, about women's mental health too. And there's also Insane in the Them Brain, which is about couples. So check out those those podcasts. Insane in the Membrane is one of my absolute favourite podcasts in the whole world. It feels like a chat with your mates, and it always makes me feel better. If I've had a stressful day at work, I'll stick it on in the car on the way home, and I'll get home, and I'll be like, ah, oh, it's all lifted. Rich is brilliant, and I can't wait for you to hear this fantastic podcast. Yeah, we were very excited to sit down with Rich and chat all things sequels with him. These are Rich Wilson's Unequal Sequels. Enjoy. First quick question to get your brain working, Rich, is do you remember this, the first sequel you got excited about? Maybe when you were younger or maybe more recent? I think... The first sequel I got really excited about would have been, I think it would have been, you know, because I was a kid when Star Wars came out, and I imagine that's been mentioned a billion times. But do remember, because we never heard of Star Wars. When I was a kid, like, you know, 
this there was just this space film. So, mm. you know, mm. I, we got taken to see it at the cinema when it came out in 1977. I've never seen anything like it in my life. It like it, it completely changed my life. So then, you know, we're waiting for the Empire. You know, they said, oh, the Empire Strikes Back is coming out. And they're like, oh my God. And they were just, <laughs> there was people were going bananas. So I remember that as a kid. I remember getting going to see, I got taken to see Jaws 2 at the cinema. When I was a Ooh. kid, it used to be a little cinema in Alpington where I grew up. And mm. I remember being, a, it was Jaws was one of the first kind of scary films I was allowed to watch, you know, and yeah. it's terrifying, just such, it's a masterpiece. And so Jaws 2 coming out and they're going, yeah, we're going to, because mum and dad, so they were still, they had to be quite young as well. So they still wanted to go out to the cinema and things like that. So we'd get taken to see, we saw Jaws 2, or when we got taken to see Grease, uh, we got taken to see Saturday Night Fever, but it was like a, it was a, a family. There's, there's an edit that's a family, more family friendly one. Right. Well, right the yeah, guy yeah, still yeah. falls off the bridge, but. <laughs> <laughs> Does he fall? Or this jump? is it. Yeah, you don't know. But when I was a kid, it was shocking to see to see that happen. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it would have been, yeah, it would have been all those sorts of things. Uh, yeah, it, it was just a great time for cinema because you're a kid. It was exciting. You know, yeah, but yeah, going to the cinema when you were a kid was so exciting. Yeah, like it was just, yeah, it was just amazing. And yeah, I thought, I wonder if my, I don't know if my little boy now has the same kind of amazing kind of sense of awe that I used to have for going to the cinema. Mm. But I think, I don't know. I think because you know we only, you know, this has probably been said a billion times as well. But you know, we had the basic television. You had like three, three, three channels. Every now and again, you'd hear Americans in films talk about cable, and you're like, "Wow, yeah. that sounds amazing!" <laughs> like, they're watching TV all night. Whereas, you know, yeah, yeah. our television would finish it after, and we'd all have to stand up and, like, you know, on <laughs> yeah. Queen and all that shit. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, but we were happy. You know, it's like, <laughs> and I, so I think now what you've got because now you've got, you know, you've got cinema cinema technology in your house you've got mm-hmm. the capabilities to watch movies as you would at the cinema surround sound and so I think there's a little bit of that's lost because you can just watch yeah. incredible things on giant TV screens in your own house but the whole the whole pantomime of going to the cinema sneaking your sweets in because they're too expensive. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what they're going to do. They're not going to boot you out, are they? I mean, some some poor, some poor no. kid on £3 an hour doesn't care if you've got a pocket full of Mars bars. I don't think they can anymore. I think there was, wasn't there, wasn't there a law passed that they, they're, they've got to let you bring your own food in? Oh, really? That's uh, because they're charging so much. Yeah, I think. yeah. It's, it's ridiculous because, you know, you're... You, you go and you spend, it's like 30 quid before you've even got into the film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nuts. Like, you know, like popcorn, it shouldn't be, popcorn and, and fizzy drinks shouldn't be as much as a pair of trainers. Trainers <laughs> shouldn't be as much as they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're looking at tra- trainers are like 150 quid a pair. Like, are you, what? How? <laughs> do, they, do they have sex? What happened? <laughs> Especially the care they 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 put into giving you the popcorn, like they just 
one of those big bags that they bring out <laughs> to fill the, the glass for in front of you. You think, that's about two grand in that. <laughs> and then they pour it out, and it's a kid that doesn't really care. You're like, can you please be precious with that? I'm actually <laughs> paying a lot of money for like that. The, like, they're bringing, like they're bringing out a bag full of packing peanuts. It's just like... Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. That's it, yeah. And also, popcorn's the worst thing to eat in the cinema, right? Like, you're trying to be quiet. Like, so everyone enjoy the film, and you're just like... Rum, rum, rum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rap, sweet rappers that are like the loudest Ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just honestly, it's like you might as well go in there with symbols and just be sitting sweet. Crisps are the oh, worst. Crisp. I had someone behind me with crisps. Drove me mental the other day. Well, that's it as well, because they have, they have um, uh, nachos. So you got nachos. Nachos and sweet wrappers. You got popcorn. In, in it's like you know. And flumps. It, it that's all you should be allowed in the cinema. Flumps, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, what did they sell back in the day, Rich? What was what was your sweet choice? Not you, Rich. The other Rich, guest Rich. Right. Well, it would have been because you're at the cinema. And now this is going to yeah. make me sound so old and shit. It's like we we were well out of the war by this time. It wasn't like we were selling rations <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> milk okay. and cheese was a thing. Um, we used to have like if you went to the cinema, you you were allowed to have a you'd have a, a bag of munchies. You know, they were like they were like, yeah. like posh confectionery, and like the the after eight ones are really posh. You know what I mean? Mm. So having something yeah. like that, but always. Popcorn. You, you just have. To, you just. You just have to. You have to have popcorn. I went with my mate. I went to see Deadpool two. Brilliant sequel, actually. Fantastic sequel. Good sequel. Brilliant sequel. Went with my mate Sarah Carlis, and she. She just had a bottle of water. I was sat there with a hot dog and nachos <laughs> and popcorn <laughs> and a massive drink. I had it. I was covered. Just literally covered in <laughs> shit. And. And she's with a bottle of like, mm. <laughs> in her yoga pants, like, mm. <laughs> no, that's how you do the cinema. <laughs> yeah, because the size of their drinks now, like, extra large, what they have, like, yeah. the size of it's my like, head. I'll, I'll have, a, I'll have a, a Coke that I can take a bath in, please. Yes, please. <laughs> I'll have, yeah, you can lose your feet by the end of the film because you've just fallen off diabetes. <laughs> Well, you need a piss in the middle of the film. Especially now, I'm fifty. That's yeah. You got you got to have a you got to have a piss before you go in. Just to just to, even if you don't really need to go, just go and just go and uh, take the pressure off. Yeah, that that bit between the trailer when the trailers end and there's a few more stupid adverts in the start of the film. You're like, okay, this is gold time. We're going for a piss now. I've got yeah. I've got to be back in three minutes. Have you have you met someone that doesn't care about the trailers? I met someone that doesn't care about seeing the trailers at the cinema. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? That's all That's, part yeah. of it. Yeah. You don't get trailers on anything. We don't rent videos anymore, so you don't get trailers on those. Like, that's the only place you get trailers, isn't it? Like, it's all well, part YouTube. Of it. <laughs> yeah. No, trailers aren't as magical as they used to be. I'm, I'm going to be the guy oh, really? here, are they? Because you you can now because they drop they they drop teaser teaser trailers for the trailers now on the internet. So, mm. but back in the day, you would actually have to go to the cinema yeah. to see the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you hear you hear rumours like before something they're showing a, uh, a trailer for something out. You're like, well, I've got to go see this film just to go see the trailer of whatever <laughs> yeah. the, the Phantom Menace or uh, whatever it was. Uh, deliberately try to avoid the trailers on on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, just so I can uh, just so I can watch them when I go to the cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't 
I uh, yeah, I'm the same because I like I like all that. I like I used to like it in the old in olden times. You'd have the you'd have the <laughs> Pearl and Dean, which they sort of they still do now and again. They used to be. Yeah, yeah. I remember there'd always be an advert for like the local shops. So there'd be an advert. Yeah. For this, there was an advert for the local Indian takeaway, and then there'd be a plane take a little plane taking off. And then that would land, and then it would be like van hire or something like that, or taxis. It was taxis. <laughs> it was this. I love it. Oh, when you finish at the cinema, I'll head over to the Bombay Palace and get two, two, two on Footscray Road. You know, it was that sort of thing. And I loved all that. That local little, the little local adverts. Yeah, but I remember. I bet it was only five minutes of them though, wasn't there? And then the film started. The film started. It's, it's... Yeah, and, it was and all, slowly now to about twenty five yeah, minutes. It was all grainy, and it was all you know. Sometimes the it would go weird, like you know, like that. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! Days. And all the cinemas had curtains yeah. as well. I miss the curtains. And... That's it. Yeah. That's what happened to the curtains? They go down and then instantly come back yeah. up again. Well, they get wider. That's what happens. They go oh, out. And what they used to have, my dad used to tell me this, there was someone that would come out the floor playing an organ, like, doing all that, when in the interval, be an interval in the film. They yeah. kind of changing the reels or something, I think. I miss the interval. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> that's when you have a piss. <laughs> that is when you go for a piss, absolutely. But back then, you know, getting excited about Rocky Four, jumping, jump, and we were on the seats, jumping up and down. Like, it's a film, but we're going, fuck, you kill him. <laughs> Jumping up and down, going, men, like the whole, we, were, we went to, the, I think it was the, I think it was called the Odeon in Sidcup. And there was loads of us and we were all sat down the front. So night, so whenever Rocky Four came out, however old I was then, and we were just jumping up and down, like really like throwing popcorn at each other. Just, <laughs> it was carnage, the whole place was going mad. And when Rocky won, everyone was like, ah! <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's a film. We all knew we were gonna win. But... Those films are magical. Yeah, but the, that's so. Yeah, there's, there's, I, I love movies. I've always loved cinema. I love. I just love film. I love films more than like TV shows. Even now, like TV shows are sort of like almost epic cinema quality. Now, there's some stuff now you watch and you're like, how? How is this just TV? You know? Yeah. Back in the day when when I, you know, Jaws 3D. <laughs> 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 when, they, when they blow up the shark and then at the end the jaws the just go across the screen like that <laughs> you're like whoa scary what is your your favourite ever sequel so my favourite sequel would have to be Star Trek 2 uh, The Wrath of Khan brilliant choice great choice it's just I don't know if this has been talked about on here before but just the the the, the calibre of actors that were that were in it you know like the, the guy who played Khan I can't remember I can never remember his name Ricardo Montalban wasn't it yeah that's the fella just an epic he that role just escalated him just uh, you know he just became a, just, just massive this dude the guy from Fantasy Island just became one of <laughs> yeah. the best uh, cinema villains ever and because I remember I remember going to see the first Star Trek movie Star Trek the motion picture and now, you know, because we were all familiar, we all loved the TV show. The TV show when I was a kid, even though that came out in like 1966. So I was born in 72. So, you know, I would have seen the reruns, but it was just always on, constantly on. We, my brother and I had the action figures. My brother had Mr. Spock and I had a Klingon. 
And then <laughs> later on, uh, we had Captain Kirk and we had, you know, and it was, they were just, you know, I mean, looking at the figures now, they're shit, but... Would you class yourself as a Trekkie then? No, I wouldn't class myself as a Trekkie because I haven't seen the later programmes. Like, I saw... I do. I did saw. I saw the Picard uh, era. Saw bits of that, but mm. I just love. I do love the movies of Star Trek. And mm. what makes me laugh is that you know, this. So we had. So this, what makes me laugh is that in this one, you know, the, the biggest shock of all was Spock dying. Yeah. And it yeah, was, yeah, I remember yeah. being in the cinema, just blubbing, just crying my eyes out. And I was with my mates as well, and they were all going, oh, what are you crying about? What are you crying about? And they, but they were crying as well. Like, oh, stop being, oh, what's wrong? You're such a girl, right? But that bit when he just puts his hand on the glass and he just says, I will, I am and will forever be your friend. Oh, my God. <sighs> just cry my eyes out. Then they spent the next 10 films finding him, losing him, <laughs> just... <laughs> like, you're ruining it now. He's like, oh, there he is. No, no, he's not. He might be alive. I think he's dead. Is he a ghost? I don't know. And he's just, you know, and what I really love the reboot. I love the reboots that they've done with Chris Pine and Simon mm. Pegg. They really, they really did. I mean, you know, there's, there's been some others that were great. But for me, The Wrath of Khan, because the motion picture took Star Trek that we knew and loved and then took it, it gave it an edge. It was there was a darkness. There was a lot of it's very much like like you know, like alien, that sort of that sort of vibe, you know? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the motion picture gave Star Trek an edge. It was like it was really moody. Like there was a lot of shots of the, the Enterprise just cruising through space, a lot of darkness, whereas the program was a little bit more kind of it was, it was colourful it was bubbly you know there was a there was a bit of drama yeah. it was daft drama there was like a lot of overacting you know like William Shatner yeah it was quite camp wasn't it it was yeah. like Batman yeah exactly like, you know <laughs> exactly whereas the motion picture just gave it an edge so we had so you know Alien had come out so I think a lot of films were influenced by by that the feeling of that you know like the density 2001 Odyssey is a massive influence oh god yeah motion picture yeah. isn't it when they just float through a cloud for about 45 minutes that man is the end of 2001 <laughs> it's I still don't understand it Rich can it you explain no, it to me yeah, at the end you're going is this still going on I don't know what's happening <laughs> <laughs> Up to that point, you kind of go, yeah, I understand, I understand, I understand, and then you're like, what the I get it, yeah. Is that, what is <laughs> you can't not watch it because everyone's seen it, so you want to be one of the people. Who go, yeah, I've seen that. You know, you, yeah. You can't be because if you turn around and go, no, I haven't seen it, you just sound like you're being a dickhead. You're like, oh, well, you is it? But the most, yeah, Star Trek Two had everything. They got it because I think the motion picture was a little bit too slow. There wasn't a lot. Mm. Yeah, a lot, not not a lot. Happened. Yeah, yeah. It was a very atmospheric film. Like I say, that it really captured the density of space and the loneliness of being out in that just that vast emptiness. You know, not knowing really what's out there. But then the Wrath of Khan really ramped it up, and yeah, Ricardo was just spectacular. Gave the Klingons yeah. a whole new. So it made the Klingons scary. You know. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I loved how it's like a a submarine film in yes. space. That's exactly it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, they're two, they're two mortal enemies and they never, ever meet yeah. each other in this. It's just played absolutely perfectly. Such- 
and the tension that creeps yeah. and builds and builds. It's, and builds. And there's a, and there's a bit, it. it always stuck with me when it's all kicking off in the engine room and Kirk runs and then he, sl- he gets to the top of the ladder and he just slides down the ladder, doesn't even use the rungs. They're like, go on, Kirk, Kirk's <laughs> I've never seen that before in a film. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know you could do that with ladders. <laughs> Did you slide down some oh, ladders? I tried right? to slide down all the ladders. <laughs> we, I think, and they, even the uniforms looked cool as well, you know. They look cool in the first one in motion picture, but again, like the red, I don't know, it just, mm. everything just was just perfect with the wrath of calm. I really, yeah, I it love really it. Was. Even now, I still watch it and go, "Yeah, this is this is perfect. It's really got everything." And it was all. And the thing is, with with Kirk and Spot and that, it was a real. When you really look beneath the surface, it was more of a. It was more of a uh, a conversation about race. You know, like how people from different races mm. could still be could still be friends and work together. And this, you know, the, the, yeah, you know, segregation hadn't been very long. You know, in the states, you know, and there, you know, still issues over in over in the UK. So as to see basically two foreign foreign people being friends like best mates was a really important message that mm. you know I, I don't know if they did that on purpose or but I think you know if you're watching that it's it, I think it, it's, it's such a powerful message a lot of the idea of Star Trek was bringing people together wasn't it and like different people from different different races getting on yeah you know that kind of as a reaction to that kind of bad stuff that was going on at the time absolutely yeah people from all yeah people on the bridge of the of the enterprise from all around in mm. the world and then and they were yeah, befriending yeah. people on other on other planets and you know, it was always funny when Captain Kurt would meet a, a, a female of the species <laughs> on another planet. It would go all misty, like, oh. <laughs> He's just going around banging everything that moves. He's like, all right, mate, we're trying to make friends. What do you think you are, James Bond? Because Star Trek always always tried to be different to Star Wars, wasn't it, at one point? Star Trek was always about discovery yeah. mm. and going into, going into the unknown. And then I think Star Wars came along and kind of burst that bubble a mm. little bit when they, that, the audiences wanted a little bit more of a wham-bam, thank you, ma'am yeah. kind of adventure. I heard a description of the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek is that Star Trek is a, a movie about epic battleships and Star Wars is about you getting a lift in your mate's van. <laughs> that's kind of that's that's the difference between the two. <laughs> We've all been in vans like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how has this got an MOT? How does this the road, mate? Yeah, I sounds like my first. I remember car. someone, someone, my mate John. He was on a, a, a small plane. It was a it was a connecting flight between where, like the mainland and this island where he was going on holiday. And he said it was really rickety. This old plane. And you know, and they fly along, and there's a little bit. It was bump, really bumpy. He said, and then the, the door of the cockpit opened, and he just saw the the captain bang the bang the dashboard like a knackered telly. <laughs> and you're like, they that's what they did in Star Wars, like the Millennium Falcon. They were so far in the future, but the Millennium Falcon was like an old 1960s transit van. Yeah, exactly. Really yeah, that's what I love about Star Wars is that it was te- new technology, but it was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it was new to us but not to the characters yeah exactly the characters it's a long long time ago isn't it like, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> the galaxy far far away technology still wears out <laughs> you know like banging their you know that's the thing isn't it you don't, yeah it's it, and I, I think that's what I loved about Star Wars is that it was that yeah that kind of it gave it that human edge didn't it that 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Star Trek was lacking yeah. a little bit. Did you ever watch the the episode that this was the sequel of? Like, the, what was it called? Space Seed in the original TV oh, series no. where Khan was first appeared. No, no Rabbi. <laughs> yeah, so... This was oh, originally yeah. Khan oh. appeared in like the, the the series. It's like it's like episode two or three or something, really early on. Something really early yeah. on, yeah. And then the writers of this took Yeah, played by the same guy, yeah. Yeah. And the writers of, of Wrath of Khan kinda of went, Oh, wouldn't it be good if we forgot the motion picture happened and we did a sequel to this episode? Like which had kind of never been done before really and they, they had to make Rafa Khan on half the budget as well of the motion picture because because yeah, the motion picture was a fortune yeah <laughs> it didn't do as well so they, they hired a director that was used to working on lower budget films like can you make a, a Star Trek film for like five million he's like yeah I can do that <laughs> so basically they just nick sets from everything else apparently and oh, that's uh, brutal. reused like reused costumes and stuff I love that that's brilliant but that's, that, that, this is it this is what I love is that yeah the first one didn't do as well as they thought it was going to do and it, it's a great yeah. looking film but like I say it's not it's not it, it, a lot not, not a lot happens it's a bit like Blade Runner like Blade Runner is a great film but there's bits that you go yeah this could be this could be a bit shorter you know? <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, I agree. So, and, I, and I, Blade Runner is a great film. I'm not knocking it. Great story, but yeah, you know. <laughs> but there's some of it you go like, Jesus Christ, is this still on? You know, like, <laughs> like all right, I get it. You're standing in the fucking thing, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> right. you walk a bit. You might be a robot. You might yeah, not. Yeah, get, right. it. get it, Jesus Christ. I think the, yeah, the, 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 the I'm glad you. I love. This is why I love doing these podcasts because then. Because I get to learn stuff like that. Like I, you know, I watch films. I love movies. I watch movies all the time. But I don't necessarily. I don't. I know bits and bobs about them, but I don't necessarily mm. investigate like the backstories and things like that. I really don't like watching mm. um, behind the scenes stuff because I don't want to know how it works. I remember. Oh, you're one of those people. I, I'm yeah, one of the other people. I just want to. I don't. I like them. I don't want the magic to be. To, I don't want the curtain. I don't want to look behind the curtain. I just yeah. want. Oh, I remember okay. when I was a kid and, and we watched the making of Star Wars and it showed you how they did the land speed and the land speed was just basically a roundabout. <laughs> it's like, it goes around <laughs> yeah. and around. I'm like, oh, you, you ruined it now. And so I ever... <laughs> doesn't hover. Yeah, it doesn't hover. I was like, what? I'm with you, Rich. I, I agree. I'm, I'm not a big fan of watching like making ofs and stuff. Dave does all that stuff. Dave knows how everything's I, made. I like audio commentaries as well. I'm that sad. Oh, dear. Do you like the direct... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I'm about to say, Rich, you've got kids, right? Have you made your kids watch the Star Trek films? I didn't make them. But didn't make no, them? No, I've put them on and I've just kind of put them on. Go, Let's watch this. And and at what age? Um, we've always been... I love I love finding this. Do you know what? I'll tell you this. I'll tell you what I did do. So when my kids were little, the South Park movie came out. It's how long ago. That's how long ago that was, because it was on video. I did it on VHS. And the, yeah, yeah. my boys, so my boys... Were, 1999, that's that was. It, yeah, 1999. So my so my eldest would have been... He would have been seven, and my youngest would have been two. And they'd been on and on and on, but their uncle or somebody or someone at school had talked about the film. Sorry. And they were like, they were like oh, can we watch it, Dad? Can we watch it? I'm like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. It's a bit grown up, a bit grown up. And I spoke to my mate and I went, what's it like? And he just went, well, he goes, there's a lot of swearing at the beginning, but once you get past that, you should be all right. <laughs> Fuck, that's <laughs> what? Yeah. So we sit down and we put South Park the movie on. 
And I'm sitting, <laughs> the boys are sat on the floor in front of me and I'm just sat behind them on the sofa and it just goes off. Shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. And I'm just, oh <laughs> yeah. my God. And, they're in, and the boys are like hopping up and down. It's like the greatest thing they've ever heard. And they're just looking at me going, you're the best dad ever. You're the best dad ever. I'm like, oh God, let's just get through this bit. We get through that bit. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to be the worst bit, surely. Now, this is back when I had a day job as well. So I was a, I was a delivery driver. So I'm sat with the lads and I'm kind of just sitting there and I'm watching the film and I started to doze off, you know, and I, and I sort of doze off. And I came to just as it went, hello, boys, I'm the clitoris. I was like, no. <laughs> And I threw myself on the on the video player. I was just like, no, shut it off. You know, like, and you hang it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! And then I heard, and then my eldest Keanu just goes, Dad. Oh no! Oh no! What's a clitoris? Oh god! Amazing. So. So my advice to any uh, prospective or uh, young parents, do uh, make sure that you don't put South Park the movie on because, yeah, it's a cartoon. And it's not for the kids. Brilliant. <laughs> that is a lot of stuff in there. So much. Yeah. Are, there, are the devil and Saturn Hussein just good friends? Yeah, they're just good <laughs> yeah. friends, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And then when... Doesn't Cartman go ultra-sweary to... Yeah. At the end to blow up whatever mm. the, the neck collar. Yep, goes oh, absolutely batshit. Yeah, goes nuts. <laughs> but then you just go. Like, I bet you oh, thanked well. your friend afterwards. I just he laughed his head off. He said, "I can't believe that you played that to the kids." He goes, "I thought you were joking." <laughs> <laughs> I snuck my little brother into the cinema to watch that. So I was, I'd have been, what, 18? My little brother was 12. And he really wanted to watch oh, it. Oh, you were a cool big yeah, brother. And I was like, come on That's then, cool. just put this popcorn in front of your face because you're tall. You'll be all right. They'll think you're all right. <laughs> this, this, you know what? They're going to find it somewhere, especially now. God, I mean, the kids, yeah. kids know more than I do. You know? This, it, I, I, it's funny because I used to... Well, I, I used to child mind for so the cousins of my boys I used to look after I used to look after them and and I, I saw them a, a couple of years ago we were sadly at a funeral and we were just and I know I haven't seen them since they were kids and now they're all grown up they're all in their 20s and we were chatting and I went oh, I'm really sorry that I was a, was probably wasn't the best child minder that they went are you kidding you were the best one putting on Ren and Stimpy <laughs> putting on mad stuff <laughs> oh, we loved it we loved it you make letting us eat the sarnia out of, out of the packet <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to wash up, man. Didn't, didn't want to wash up. up. So, life lesson there. Yeah, too. So, Brilliant. You know, if you can, kids will remember that stuff more than they will. You know, if you try and discipline or try and stop them doing stuff, they're gonna. It's a funny one. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's a funny one. But no, I haven't sat and made. Didn't make them watch. Didn't make them Star watch. Trek. Or Star I Trek. put it on. <laughs> we back to this. And did they like it? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> No, I don't think they did. I think they thought it was too slow. Oh. I don't think they were. It's like Star Wars. It's like people I know that haven't seen it. And I think there's a whole podcast. Like, I haven't seen Star Wars. Mm. Marcus yeah, Briggs, yeah. you know, hasn't, hasn't seen Star Wars. And I think if you haven't seen it at the time, there's no point. It's not going to grab you. Yeah. Well, those ones, if you see it when it comes out, because like I say, we've never experienced anything like that before in our lives. So it touched so many people. 
at such a young age, you know, and the thing with the with the toys as well, you know, like we'd never, there'd never been anything like that before. Like when I was a yeah. kid, weirdly, you, and I had these, you got like Corgi did a range of cars that were from TV shows like Kojak, Starsky and Hutch, you know, and like, well, these are quite adult TV shows. Mm, we're on like, yeah. not, uh, like sort of 9 p.m. at night and, you know, but they were making toys about them. I had all, I had all it's that. It's because dads wanted them, right? Dad. <laughs> yeah, it's the dads. It's, oh, it's funny. Dads. I still, I've got boxes of figures and and I collect cars and vehicles from TVs and movie shows. So I've got Knight Rider and Back to the Future and I've got all that, all in boxes out there. And, you know, I love all that. But with okay. Star Wars, we never experienced it. But like, what, you can buy the figures of the film like we'd had mm. Star Trek and like the, the Kenner ones, but this was a whole new world. There were spaceships, there were there was all sorts. It was man, you could have your own lightsaber. My brother and I had lightsabers. So it just it just changed everything, that film. Um yeah. but with Star Trek, because I think it, there isn't as much going on in the Star Trek movies as there is. There is now, but at the time, you, you, know, you had to really be into cinema and appreciate the reason it was slow. He goes, oh yeah, but it's building tension. There's something will happen in a minute. And mm. people need things a little bit more immediate now. So I don't think they dislike it, but they haven't mentioned it since. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Wrath of Khan when I was about eight, I think. Yeah. And still the bit where the bug goes in Chekhov's ear gives me <laughs> nightmares. <laughs> Think about that now. I'm still like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, all things yeah. like that, like proper horrible things that. Ugh. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I think Rafa Khan gets better every time I watch it. Yeah, to be honest, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just start to appreciate. Few people have picked it, and the first time I was like, "Oh, it's Star Trek." I'm a bit, I'm a bit. Star- I'm a Star Wars yeah. kind of guy, and I've I've learned to appreciate Star Trek a lot more. I mean, they're not all good, nope. are they, Rich? No. No, no, no. <laughs> Which ones would you say are the bad ones? Is it every other one? That's the the curse, isn't it? Every other Star Trek is the so the reboot with Chris Pine and everybody. I saw that. I saw that in a cinema in in LA. Weirdly enough, just happened to I was on holiday wandering around and we were like, oh yeah, but what, how cool would that be to see Star Trek in LA? And that's so we went and saw it. And that that was brilliant. That blew my mind. Like, oh, this is brilliant. This is fantastic. But then. I might be the last one. I haven't seen the last one, but the poster was an explosion and everything coming out of the explosion. And then there was a, someone on a motorbike. And, he's like, and I'm like, anytime I see a poster with a motorbike coming out of an explosion, I'm like, that is going to be a shit film. Yeah. I, I can tell you now, Rich, it's a great film. Is it? <laughs> it's really good. It's better than Into the Darkness, which is a terrible story. Oh, really? Star Trek Beyond is yeah. You should give it a go. It's really good. It's really good. I like the idea of the poster though. The motorbike coming out of the, the flames. That's a good shout. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, it's like Jurassic World or anything that's got a motorbike scene in it. It's like it's it's, it's like they follow this pattern, don't they? The films. It's like they'll go right. This was a successful movie. What would happen if we introduce a kid into the next one? Yeah, and the next one, and then oh, what if there was a motorbike chase in this one? And you're like, oh, just, <laughs> just pack it in. Anything that's got a motorbike coming out of an explosion, nor it puts me off. And I've probably missed out on loads of brilliant films because of that. No, you probably missed some bad ones as well. It makes me think of Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, like uh, motorbike no, chases and stuff. That's shite. Yeah. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This might lead on to a, we've got a little question we like to ask people, which is not what is your worst sequel, but what is your most disappointing sequel? So you went in with high hopes, you're really excited, you might have dragged your family or your friends to go and see it, and then you came out, and you, it wasn't bad, it was just, ugh, that's disappointing. I don't know about, I don't know if it's a sequel, um, but it's definitely, it might be a reboot, I don't know, it was Candyman, the latest one. That apparently is a sequel. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, yeah, I suppose it must be, mustn't it? Because it followed the line, because it explained where Candyman came from and it showed... Yeah, yeah. It showed you the previous Candyman. Yes, I suppose it must be a sequel. That one, I think it built it built so much and you were like, it was getting... It, and it, I don't know, it just, it just felt it was a bit flat at the end. Just, hmm. it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't do enough. And I don't know why, because it was building up and it was, it was good to find out the backstory of anime really mm. fleshed that out and it really it was a it explained so much and there was a different and there was a message there as well and i really you know i enjoyed that but it was just i don't know maybe even the last bit where he's just covered in bees and you're like i was terrified of candy man when i was younger that's why i don't think i've seen a new really one. we watched that probably when i was 12 13 we used to have like these sleepover all-nighters and we just watch all those kind of horror films i think everyone's done the whole talking into the mirror candy man business like you go into the bathroom and say candy man how many times it is and see what happens you're like i'm not going in the bathroom by myself and saying fuck that you get in there we've all done candy man we've all done beetlejuice you know you're you've not done these things are you even truly alive you know exactly <laughs> i was disappointed the beetlejuice one didn't happen he always looked, looked like a lot of fun but the yeah, uh yeah. the candy man nah, <laughs> that's scared and i don't and bees and wasps i don't really like well this is i think i think i think that's that was the bit that, that annoyed me it was like I, I don't know we could it could have been better but then who am i yeah. to, who am i i don't make films who am i to say <laughs> It was brilliant. It, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the backstory. I enjoyed, you know, it, it explained what and why, and, and it was really cool. That's the whole point of this, this podcast. is isn't about saying what's the best film and what's the worst film in the world. It's just what it's you what like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the whole whole deal of it. So you are perfectly qualified to say, <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed by the end of it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I will be disappointed. I will not, I refuse. And I've said this on a few podcasts. Avatar can get in the bin. I refused. <laughs> I'm not going. Why is that, Rich? I'm not going. I've been mugged off the last one. Ridiculous. I'm not doing it. We actually had some. We actually had a guest so, saying, "Can I pick Avatar two for my worst sequel, even though it's not out yet?" Because I know it will be. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Yes, I, um, I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah, Candyman. I found Candyman disappointing, which was a shame. Was you know. Yeah, I, I still liked it, but it was it, I came away going, mm, I don't know. I get you. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, let, it leaves you a bit empty inside. You like really excited. Oh, it's going to be good. You've seen some of the trailers, yeah. and they all look good. It's a good Nia Da Costa. She's a good director. Exactly, yeah. And then you get in it and you build it up, and then you're like, ah. All the elements were there. The the actor, everybody, everything. So, what was your pick for worst ever sequel? All right. 
Worst. The worst. So disappointed. It should have worked because it had brilliant musicians in it. The yeah. first one had been so spectacular. They captured lightning in a bottle with the first one. It just had they did, everything. Yeah. Perfect. It was perfect. And what is it? Blues Brothers 2000. Oh, yes. Get in the <laughs> bin. Oh, my God. It's atrocious. It is. So bad. It's so bad. And like I say, it should have been amazing. The musicians they had in it, Dan Aykroyd bringing the character back. But what they missed was the fact that the first one had an edge because you had John Belushi. John Belushi was such a was a was a monster of a, of a yeah, human. Yeah. Like, with that and the and the sub the subplot of Carrie Fisher, who was Princess Leah, <laughs> to kill it. <laughs> that you know, like, you're going you're, as a kid, you're going, that's Princess Leah. She's a good person. Why is she trying to? Why is she trying to kill him? And that's what it lacked. It, it's the second, and then you had you had Henry Gibson as the as the Nazi, and you had you had Jane Brown. Yeah, I mean, you know, Aretha Franklin's in the next one, but oh, Blues Brothers, yeah. thousand. They should have just left. physically she's there, but behind the eyes she doesn't really give a shit. <laughs> no one gives a shit. It's like, what are we doing? You know, yeah. and, and John Goodman, brilliant actor. He's a brilliant actor, but no. As soon as Blue she wasn't alive, they should have never, never. No. Brought that back. This is the thing that people don't understand is that there are certain people that that made that. Dan Aykroyd is fantastic. I'm not. I love Dan Aykroyd. But the chemistry between those two was what made the first one so brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yep. and 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 that's what it. The second one, it was never going to be. Even the car was shit. Even the even the blues mobile <laughs> was rubbish. They just yeah. got a black and white police car. Go, no, no, the, the Dodge Monaco was an is it is an is an iconic vehicle. You know, in that it's just it, it had everything. What you've just got there is just some shit sedan. It's rubbish. Nothing. It's rubbish. Yeah. It's rubbish. And it upset me so much. <laughs> I mean, John John Landis does blame a lot of studio interference on it being bad, but then Dave Dave thinks he does that a lot. So for all his bad movies, he blamed the studio. But apparently yeah. they, they said it had to be a, a PG-13 and not an R. And right. that it had to put a kid in it, apparently. They, they were the choices that the... I thought the kid's one of the best things about it. The kid's <laughs> dancing is one of the best things about it, but nothing else. <laughs> what happened to the kid afterwards? Did he go on to anything else or did it ruin his career? Uh, I, don't, I don't actually know. No. Ritual look. I, do, I don't think he's done anything. <laughs> I've got a lot of problems with this. I think one, the look of it doesn't look like a proper film. It looks everything's looked cheap and tacky. Looks like a Hallmark. Looks like a Hallmark TV. Yeah, movie. Mm. yeah, it does. I was watching some of the Blues Brothers today. Just some of my favourite clips, and the original has this tone about it. It's kind of like it's kind of dirty in a way. Exactly. And the Blues Brothers suit. It's so everything's so shiny. All the sets. or everything looks fake. Everything looks like it's just been put together in IKEA. Um, it's over two hours long. Yeah, it's really long. Yeah. Fucking hell, that's a slog, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yes, yeah, this this is obscene. It's they really thought they could just just pick up where they left off with the with the first one. They don't what they don't understand. Like, like we've said, there were so many different elements that made the first one so great. You can't mm. you can't. They call it shiny flooring, don't they? When they there's, there's a there's a mate of mine, uh, Phil Ellis, and he's got this game. He does this game show called Funs and Games, and it's supposed to be uh, a middle aged, you know, a, a divorced man, tragic man trying to do this kids show. <laughs> so there's adult humour. There's there's humour for the kids. 
it works when it's in grotty little bars and little rooms and all that. It's, it's one of those. It's supposed to be a tragic man trying to make yeah. like put, trying to put balloons on a on a dog shit. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. And that's the thing with the Blues Brothers. It was like you say, it was gritty. It was dirty. Like they were like Elwood lived in that little apartment. Like it was just a room of a bed. You know, doing the toast, doing yeah. the toast yeah. on the thing, and you got the railway line outside, and you know, and and they were in the same wearing the same suits that must have stunk, you know, and it, it, it just it was like I say it was gritty, it was dirty, and you could smell the like when they go and do that that country and western bar, you can smell the beer, you can smell how shit that place is, you know, yeah. well, with, like, so and what they so with my mate's uh, show, it got taken up by the television. And then they they shiny floored it. They put him in a decent suit and made it, and it like and it didn't work. Mm. It didn't work. It's not supposed to be a success. And that's the thing with the Blues Brothers that they were they were always on the edge of failing. Always. Yeah, yeah. You know, they just managed to get they just managed to get to the to the to the Cook County whatever it was to the to get the money to the things to the to the, the orphanage wouldn't shut Steven down. Spielberg, yeah. But they still, they yeah, they still end in prison. They still, yeah. And so all that, they missed, They with the second one, they shiny floored it and they fucked it. Yeah. Absolutely fucked it. And, and the songs are shit as well. The songs are so yeah. shit. There's two good songs in it. If you're, re- if you're really generous, there's two good songs okay, in it. Okay, well, what are the good songs then, Rich? So uh, for me, there is, it's probably just because I like seeing everyone like in it. I'm like, oh, Steve Winwood. Like, you know, like the, uh, so the, the Gator bits, oh, and yeah. the Gator boys, whatever they're called at the, at the end. I like that. That's, that's nice. And I quite like the bit, the, the, the gospel bit where they're in the, in the tent, the, the song, not what actually happens because yeah. that looks ridiculous. <laughs> that looks ridiculous. And the zombies look ridiculous when they turn green oh, for some reason. Oh, God. I mean, the green on. moves before their faces do. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just... <coughs> I don't oh, get it. No, it's crazy. Terrible. And John Goodman's wasted. He, he's got nothing to do, has he? No. He really, like, he just walks he's about. He's got a good voice, though. Him, yeah. him and the other guy, is it Joe Morton? Oh, uh, yeah, Cab Joe guy. Morton, yeah, yeah. Both can sing. Also, John Goodman replaced John Belushi on the stage tour when they were doing the, they really? were, when they toured the band. Oh, so, really? Never knew that. Yeah, yeah. So Jim Jim Belushi replaced him for a little bit, and then John John Goodman replaced him for the rest. So he's got the pipes because you know he's yeah. been he's been singing the songs for a while. Um, and he can act. He's just he's like you said. He's he's not that monster. Belushi was a off the rails kind of. You can see it in his eyes. Yeah. He's fucking crazy. The man was wired. Well, he's probably wired for certain reasons. But, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but also, he'd come off the back of being Bluto in Animal House. You know, you kind of knew oh, yeah. that he was that guy. Yeah, and SNL as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they he were... He was the man. He was, you know, John Belushi was a force of nature, was, you know, that unpredictableness, that that kind of raw, just that raw... He was just John Belushi, and he, mm. you know? But he also, he also could do sensitive. There's a bit... When they're in the sewer and he's talking to, to um, Carrie Fisher, and he's and she's like, he's like, baby, please. He takes his glasses off and just looks at her. Yeah, yeah. It's that beautiful, sensitive minute moment, and they they kiss. Then he drops her in the shit and then fucks <laughs> off. <laughs> the boy was amazing. He was amazing, and you you were just never gonna you were just never gonna recreate that without John Belushi. The chemistry between him and Ackroyd. Was never a dynamite, and imagine being John Goodman having to step into those shoes. 
no, 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 no. <laughs> also, you know what I was missing massively? And I know he wouldn't have been in the second one, but John Candy. Yeah. Like, Blues Brothers yeah. is just brimming yeah. with talent of funny yeah. people. I was just waiting for Orange Whip, Orange Whip, Orange Whip. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I say, you like, Henry, Henry Gibson was the Nazi. Henry Gibson was a fantastic uh, comedian and poet. And just, you know, you the, the, the level of people that you had in that film the, the guy that was the, the leader of the good old boys you know he was a brilliant actor in his own right yeah yeah you had there's so many so many great actors so many just everything was perfect and you'd never seen so many police cars get smashed up in one film that was kind of missing as well i was yeah. like where's all the car chases where's all the- they tried it <laughs> they did one bit didn't they i'll give you a fact if you want yes Basically, they they destroyed 103 cars in Blues Brothers. Wow. And in Blues Brothers 2000, they destroyed 104. Okay. Now, the only film I think has been it so far, might be in it now, was the Cobra film, Rise of Cobra, the G.I. Joe one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they smashed it. But even that, the car chase, like Blues Brothers 2000 is... It doesn't feel like they wrote off more cars. It was less... (laughs) <laughs> Apparently they did, but every sequence is just them trying to do something that was in the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it kind of feels like a really cheap knockoff for most of yeah. it. The bit where they go through this, where they go through the shopping center, the car chasing a shopping center. That's brilliant. I mean, <laughs> uh, what? That was incredible. <laughs> you know, they're smashing up the shops. They're just whizzy, and you, you know, you'd never seen anything like that before. It was spectacular. It feels like. This is not when Dan Aykroyd and John Landis were on their pomp anymore. This is definitely when they're coming down mm. from their, their, their peak, the, the Ghostbusters or whatever, the Beverly Hill, not Beverly Hill Court, they didn't do that. Um, trading Places. Trading Places, that kind of film. It just kind of feels like they didn't really care. No, they, they weren't really in it. They just thought they could just churn it out and people would buy it. And, and didn't it, I mean, it, it didn't do really well. It didn't like 14 million at the box office or something. And it... It did, it, yeah, crashed and burned. Well, Bruce, yeah. Brothers, Bruce Brothers didn't do well at the box office either. No. It wasn't until, like, years later people picked it up on video and stuff that, that it actually started to become a bit of a cult classic. It bombed, yeah. it bombed at the cinema. So this has still got hope, then? <laughs> no, no, it really hasn't. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I want to put a petition together. Everyone listening to this, let's let's rise up. <laughs> Let film wipes from anyone. I hadn't watched it. I hadn't watched it, and since... I saw it when it first came out. I don't think I watched it in the cinema, but I, I saw it around the time that it came out on kind of on video, and I hadn't watched mm. it since. And it, I got to the point where I was like, watching it for this podcast, and I thought maybe it isn't as bad as I remember. And about five minutes in, and I'm like, oh, Frank Oz is the warden. Oh yeah, that's all right. That's yeah, the, that's nice. Nice little cameo. And you know, Elwood stood out on the road for ages, and he doesn't realise that Jake's dead, and that's that's quite nice. And then after that five minutes, it's just all toilet from then on in. <laughs> Like, it's so just rubbish. It's so bad. <laughs> James, I mean, James Belushi has been doing, I think he did some gigs as, uh, with Aykroyd as well, doing the blues. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Just, just let it go. Just let it go. He was meant to be in this, but I think he was tied to a TV series or oh, something right. at the point. Right. The gigs are great, by the way. The Blues Brothers Band are brilliant. I saw them at the Royal Albert Hall. They're amazing. But they don't do the comedy or anything. It's just the music. The actual musicians that are in that band are proper musicians, like Steve Cropper and yeah. all of them, Matt Guitar Murphy. All of them. They're all they're all brilliant musicians, famous musicians that have played with the greats, you know. And so, yeah, absolutely. You know, that's why they're such a good band. And 
And that's how I learned about that's how I learned about John Lee Hooker. That's how I learned about Aretha Franklin. That's how I learned about James Brown. Those people mm. were around when I was a kid because my mum and dad had decent taste in music, so it was always around. But I didn't really take any notice. It was only to watching that film when I was saying to my dad, "Who's that? Who's that? Who's that?" He's like, "Oh, that's John Lee Hooker." And you're like, "Oh, who's that? Ask Aretha Franklin. She did this." And so I got a lot of my education came mm. from the Blues Brothers movie. It's a real. It was, it was a real pivotal moment for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I love it. And so to do Blues Brothers two thousand was just it was like having a piss. I do the worst thing. John Belushi's the worst. <laughs> The worst, worst thing about Blues Brothers 2000 is they released it in 1998. They couldn't even yeah, be bothered to wait for the year 2000 to get to release it. Like... <laughs> even that was shit. It couldn't even get that right. Oh, never. No. Fucking hell. So anyone watching this, listening to this, don't. Just don't. All right? Just take it from nah. us. It's not worth your time. You're going to get upset. Watch the original and bask in the glory of that. It's a, it's a perfect movie, that one. Even the nun. I'm going to watch it tonight. Yeah, watch it. Oh, yeah. Everyone in that film was brilliant. It, Cab Calloway, I learned about him. You know, this is... Yeah. Oh, what a film. Fuck. <laughs> what a film. <laughs> yeah, let's leave it there because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's shit. <laughs> you did mention your uh, little choice was John Wick 3. I, I want to know why you don't like John Wick 3. I love the first one. I love the second one. Yeah. I don't know. The third one just kind of... It just it didn't really go anywhere. It was obviously leading up to the fourth one. It's, so you kind of, all they seem to be doing is putting things in place for the next sequel, which is what a lot of films seem to do now. They're so mm. aware of themselves. They're like, well, this is all this. And it all make, it'll all make sense when you spend another 50 quid at the cinema. <laughs> you know, it's, just, it, it, it's like with Marvel films. Everyone goes, oh, yeah, well, that if you watch that, that makes sense. Like, I'm going, look, I get it. There's going to be a quiet bit. There's going to be a fighting bit. There's going to be a quiet bit. There's going to be a fighting bit. There's going to be a bit where they're all standing on a bridge talking about <laughs> things. And there is and a bridge, normally, yeah. There's always a bridge. It's like Transformers. It's always, it always ends with Optimus Prime stood on a bridge, ruminating. <laughs> you know, like, you're, you know, this planet's fucked pollution-wise, and you come, back, you come here to save it as vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing that's fucked the planet, you dickhead. <laughs> anyway, I don't. But yeah, job three. I like some. So I, I love, like I've already said, I love movies. I'm a huge movie fan. I call myself a buff so much, but I love movies. Mm. I like, like you know, one of my favourite films is um, City of Lost Children. Just love the look of it. I love the. I love. I just love it. You know, things like that. I like. I like a lot of Luke Besson stuff. I like. I like what I like. I like stuff. But then sometimes, yeah. like I watched The Lighthouse recently, Robert Patterson and, and, uh, and what's his name? Oh, what's his name? Defoe. William, William Defoe. What an incredible actor that man is. I mean, and The Lighthouse is a brilliant film. I loved it. But then I want to watch, sometimes I want to, I just want to watch people getting their heads kicked in. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Well, you know, me too. with John Wick, you know, it is, it is, there's no, it's kind of like, oh shit, you've upset John Wick. And John Wick's like the hardest man on the planet. You know, and you're like, you killed his dog, and you're like, oh shit, yeah, right, he's gonna, that's yeah, yeah. you fucked. You've, you've killed, you've, you've upset him now. And I like that. And then he went on the, you know, the bit when he's like putting the sledgehammer through the floor to get the stuff out, because he was so, I'm never coming back out. I want a gentle life. You killed my dog and you stole my car. Right, that's it. <laughs> this is it. I'm gonna go through the cement. Yeah. I'm gonna get out and we stop. The fact that he could just go around the world, there's this network of, people that all know and they, they 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 trade in gold and all this there's this whole thing going on 
And I loved it, you know? And then the third one, I'm like, oh, this is... There's no growth, is there? No growth. It doesn't do anything. Like I say, it's setting up for the next one. Which you're really looking forward to, I can tell. Well, I'm going to see it. Of course I'm going to see it. But it it put me off a little bit. And I'm like, well, surely, hopefully... It all makes sense in the fourth one. I mean, like, like <laughs> it's not going to change your life, is it? It's like I like watching the trans- <laughs> the transporter. I love the, the first one, the transporter. Like, just sometimes you want to stick a Statham film on. Same yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, watched, I watched. I went and saw the latest Matrix as well, and I'd done. gone. It was like, yeah, it's all right. It didn't need to be much. Rich, the other Rich hates it. I hate it. it, I, it I gave it zero stars when we when we rated it. <laughs> it was and it, it was and it kept like because his bits it was aware of itself, so it kept saying mm. there was a bit when it was explaining. But oh, why do I go back to the game? Oh, because of blah blah blah. Like basically telling you why the basically it's like yeah, it was it's like you know oh yeah, the film exists because we wanted to make money, and that's why. Yeah, we, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? like, and you go all right, yeah, we get it, and oh that's very clever, isn't it? But, you know, I, I think, think it's because I had a really bad back and I was in lots of pain and was really grumpy as well. And it just, I was like, life's too short to be watching this. Yeah, I think that's it. If you're, if it's not enough to distract you from the everyday yeah, yeah. pains. i tell you what was good. I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed the It uh, remakes. I used to love the TV, I love the, the TV film. And then, you know, because Tim Curry is phenomenal as, as, Pennywise, but a brilliant thing happened. So my my now sadly ex partner, she did this brilliant thing, where she sorted out. We watched the so we watched the first remake at home on because mm-hmm. I hadn't seen it, she'd seen it, but then the second one had come out. So we watched the first one at home, and then she went right. We've got to go, and we got in the car and we drove straight to the cinema, and then we watched the second one at the cinema in 4D with all the bits, all the bits and bobs. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was such a nice thing. It was like, as soon as it finished, like, go! And we went to the cinema, we watched the second one, one after the other. It's really cool. I enjoyed that. That's a nice thing. But, you know, John Wick 3, I don't know. Hopefully John Wick 4 will be all right. Who knows? Has there ever been a sequel that you didn't want to go and see and you kind of got dragged to go and see it and you were surprised that you enjoyed it and afterwards you're like, well, that's much better I thought it was going to (laughs) be. Is that what I said about Thank you for dragging. No, that's just my, that's my voice. That's why I'm like, I actually really liked that. Thank you for dragging me to go and see that. People do impressions of me, and I'm like, I don't sound like that. Like, uh, you definitely well, don't sound like that. that. <laughs> no, no, you've been more catering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. You've been shooting yeah, pictures. Yeah, been pictures. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all right. I um, uh, I don't necessarily if it was a sequel. Um, I, I don't know about a sequel. I've been. Have I ever been? Dra- what have I been dragged to see? Like horror films are quite good ones. Yeah. Like Saw oh, or Paranormal Activities or the, oh, well, you know, the Fast and Furious films, oh, James Bond films, oh, Marvel films. Fast and, no, was it the Fast and, one of the Fast and Furious ones. And, you know, and he's walking around going, family, family. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know. Uh, it was the one, I think it was the one in Dubai where they, they, they there's like a, I don't know what it is. It's like a Ferrari or Seven. Yeah, 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 I'm with and you. And they skid it through the building and it goes, and it goes out. How the fuck did those, did those people that used to do donuts in an Asda car park become the saviors of the fucking galaxy? How? God knows. Yeah, it's the same. That's the same film. They they drive their cars out of an aeroplane. I mean, that's not normal people, is it? That's, that's one. They end up in space or on the edge of space. 
Right. You used to drive a Vauxhall Corsa, mate, round Tazda, and now you're now you're, what? And now you're the only one that could save the fucking earth. The, uh, oh, like the the rock. What's funny is the one where Dominic Toretto is at, he's at his house. He's got the kid and all that, and then he comes. He kind of got. He's fixing. He's fixing an engine as he's always fixing an engine, and then the rock is just stood there. In a in like a yeah. in outside in like a bar, he's like sort of stuck against the wall. He's just stood there like knew I'd find you or something like that. And you're like he must be stood there for ages. <laughs> Waiting for also, to come it's in. not like he's inconspicuous. The Rock is he? No, he's, 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 he's absolutely he's, massive. He's going to miss him. Can you hear him? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hang on a minute. The sun's gone a bit dark. That's because the rocks <laughs> in front of it. All that, all those films, it's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. And it, but it's fun, though, fun, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. yeah. Again, it's one of those ones that, yeah, you just stick on. It's ridiculous. It's fun to sit there and go, what's the, the way that they bend physics? The way that they, <laughs> yeah. like, what is, what? This is like science fiction now. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like a family. And then he's like bending time. Well, they go when they go. They're having a meeting, and they're in the they're in one of the car. They're in one of their when they're all you know they go to meet up place wherever it is. You know they're in their they're in their lock yeah, the max power kind of meet up. Yeah, yeah, wherever it is, and then they go. Oh no, when they're in they're in their lock up and they're talking about the plan. They put a plan together, and then Paul Walker's like, "Oh yeah, I need to go and talk to that person that's in prison." I'll use my old, my old skills my, and my contacts when I used to be a policeman to get into there and I'll infiltrate and all that. And then the next second, he's in the prison, he's talking to the fella. You're like, <laughs> you've literally just been in Buenos Aires. How are you now in Miami or wherever it was? And you're like, I mean, I don't mind, you know, suspending my disbelief, but... You know, he just walked into a prison, chatted to the fella, came back out, and then went back to the meeting. Went, I got the info. You're like, what? The, 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 the admin alone would have taken months, you know? He used his FBI uh, hookups. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just went in through the back door. Yeah, Dave, yeah, just let me in for a minute. I've got to talk to that idiot drug dealer, but I won't be long. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure I get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah, but don't worry. No one know who I am. <laughs> All the other people that are banged up and they're in there. That is quite a nice segue, talking about movies with cars in, uh, into your dream sequel. <laughs> What's your dream sequel? One of my favourite films, and it's it, it, again, it's when I saw I saw it as a kid. It's Christine, which I think is is it Steve? I think it's Stephen King. Stephen King, yeah. Uh, Directed by John Carpenter. What John a Carpenter. team up! So it's yeah. so it's I love it. I love this film so much. There's, I really love films about. Um, you know, haunted cars, like, you know, like, the, like there, was the, there was that famous, there's a one called The Car. Uh, <laughs> from the, it's from the, it's like 19, I don't know if it's like, it's like the mid to late 70s. James Brolin is the, is plays the sheriff in this small town. You know, Josh Brolin's dad. And, uh, yeah. and there's this mad car that just terrorizes this town. It's been, it's like the devil has taken over this car and he's, it's t- and it sounds it sounds meaty. This car's and it's got this it's got like a lorry like horn and it just kills everybody. It appears it turns up. It's hiding in his garage at one point. <laughs> this car's like turning around this town. 
And I love it. I love The Car is such a great film. And Christine is another one where it's this beautiful 56 Plymouth Fury or something like that in cherry mm. red. It's beautiful. Harry Dean Stanton's in it. It's the copper. Um, it's got, uh, I, don't know, I, I don't know the actor, the, the, the guy, Arnie's the main kid. He he went on, he bought Christine and mm. his mate ended up in, his mate was in Top Gun later on. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Uh, John Stockwell. him. But also it's got the old guy from Home Alone who sells Christine to Arnie. Yeah. Pro Sky or something. Do you know what? That's what I want to be when I'm old. When I'm old, I want to be like a mysterious old man in the town that people talk about. (laughs) They've made stories up. It turns out you're a bit of a ledge. (laughs) I want to be that. Love that. Christine, Christine, there's there's some beautiful shots in it when Christine's terrorized, like going after, basically getting revenge on the on the scumbags that smashed her up. Yeah. And Buddy Repperton like goes and sorts him out. And then his 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 henchman goes after them. There's a beautiful bit when uh Christine's in the one of the henchmen is walk, he's walking home, gets off the bus, he's walking home, and he looks he looks through this parking lot and you just see he's like you can see something, he's not quite sure what it is. And Christine's sort of sat there and then you just see her pull out and the sound of the engine is beautiful and it just pulls out and then the lights come on and the lights are like, as you like the LED lights you get now. So back then it was like, they were just brighter than the sun and it's terrifying. And in the end, they end up, Arnie's mate, cause Arnie's been possessed now and he's fucked and he's, you know, he's, he's just obsessed with his car and Christine's got her claws into him. Yeah. And they, they squat, they get Christine, they squash her down. And then the last credits is when they all walk off and then a little bit of the, of the radiator grill just kind of moves. Yeah. Yeah. It moves and the radio turns on. Yeah. I would, re- oh, that's it. Shitters. That was it. Let's get the, sh- we're going to, we're going to get the shitters. That was what they said. That was it. We're going to get the bad guys. We'll, we'll sort these shitters out. And then, so after that, I'd like Christine too. Brilliant. The, the revenge. I love it. Yeah. Goes mad. Just goes after everybody. Goes after, oh, go, uh, especially now, cause they'd all be like old. So, you know, Arnie's in an old people's home. He's like, he's lost his mind. You bring the original cast back. Absolutely. Absolutely. They should absolutely do that. It'd be brilliant. It'd be a box office smash, I'm telling you. Maybe we should do it. Why don't we do yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. We know people. Let's pull some strings. <laughs> They're not, yeah. The, the original cast aren't doing anything. I'd never seen this movie before, and neither of us had seen it. And I was, I was sort of besting Dave afterwards going, I'm. I really liked that. I really yeah, enjoyed yeah. that movie. <laughs> it's so and good. All the songs, all the songs are about they they line up to what the mood that Christine's in. So when yeah. when Arnie first sits in the car, there's a love song, you know, and then there's there's and it, and then when she's about to kill someone, there's whatever's happening. When she squashes the guy in the seat, you know, the, it's a, it all, it's it's a really well made film, really well put together. So a sequel with the original cast. Come on. What's not to yeah. love? What is not to love? There's some actual generally good filmmaking in this film. Like, I always, the reason I haven't watched it is because the, the premise is, I've always thought it's quite stupid. It's dark. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And some of the John Carpenter films, I should have known better because this was his good era. But there's a bit when the car is putting itself back together again. Yeah. Which I still can't work out how they did. They must have reversed it somehow. It looks remarkable. Yeah, it like, does. So well put. And it reminded me, like, I know, a Lord of the Rings reference. It reminded me, like, Frodo in the ring. Like, the more he held onto the ring, the darker he got and yeah. went in with it. And Arnie had the same problem with the car. Also, 
Arnie definitely fucked the car. Of course he did. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know where. It might not have been in the exhaust pipe, but definitely rubbed yeah, the bottom yeah. against seats he did some. yeah absolutely or maybe he was a maybe he was a bottom and just sat on the <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe <laughs> yeah that's ah, right host rich i know why you liked this as well because it had your baywatch woman in it my baywatch woman wait to alexander paul oh yeah yeah alexandra paul i forgot she was even in it yeah, amazing. One of, one of your young teenage crushes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, mate. It's such oh, a good, it's indeed. just a good film, isn't it? It's just yeah. a really good film. Yeah. And the kills are really good. You think, how how many different ways can a car kill someone? Lots. Lots, <laughs> Lots of ways. <laughs> Lots of interesting ways. It's so, just, there's some really nice shots when he's, when Christine's chasing down Buddy Repperton when he's running and he just, yeah, yeah. And he's, and it's a really nice shot as the cars, you see him just off in the distance and the cars pulling up along behind him, but not running him over straight away, just like taunting him and then just runs him and just flattens him. And he's, and because the car's on fire, he's left on fire. Oh, it's so good when it's on fire. There's one so good. I've got the model of Christine and you, you, you press a button and the lights come on, but they've also done, they've done an older one, like the one where Arnie turns up and he's like, I'm going to buy that car. Oh yeah, that. was that the guy from Home Alone one? Yeah, yeah, yeah the old guy. That couldn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I recognised. That's it. That's why I'm saying to you, I want to be that old guy in the town yeah. that we've talked about. <laughs> Everyone goes, "Ah, oh, he's a paedophile." Is this? But it turns out you're not. You're an absolute. <laughs> There's another incredible. Another bit I noticed. One of the gang, one of the baddie gang, is the guy that gets tortured by Venkman in Ghostbusters. Yeah, he's yeah. the one that yeah. gets the electric shocks him all the time, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does struggle with having teenage boys that are clearly in their mid thirties. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The main bad guy looks. Yeah. In, in his sport, the guy yeah. with a knife who looks like Mongo Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> and they go, yeah, these yeah teenage lads, and you go, that bloke's he's nearly a granddad. That yeah, <laughs> he must be held back a lot in school. <laughs> this is the thing about all those movies, isn't it? This is why when we were growing up, we when we watched these films, Greece, Greece, exactly. Well, they this is now we're getting to the crux of it. This is why those films didn't sit right with us because they were clearly all grown ups. And by the mm. time we kind of went, they went, "Oh, these are teenagers," and we all went, "All right, we'll take your word for it." But there was a little voice going, "They they look older than my mum and dad." This is. <laughs> How is this? Now, now, now we go. Yeah, because they're all in their forties. <laughs> when I watched it, I thought, I thought, I, I do. Maybe I've seen this before. Maybe I recognise it, but I think I know it from The Simpsons. I think it's my. Oh, probably. Yeah, there's yeah. a bit where Homer buys a possessed car in The Simpsons. Yes. There? And there's the guy Arnie looks like Artie Ziff from The Simpsons as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's where it's from. I know from The Simpsons, <laughs> yeah. not the actual thing. <laughs> Talking about Baywatch, did you see the remake with The Rock? Yeah. Yes. I enjoyed yeah. it. I thought it was yeah, me fun. too. We um we used to me and Dave used to do a podcast uh, all about Baywatch. We used to do the really? Baywatch podcast. Yeah, we used to we started on episode one and we'd watch an episode every week and uh, and talk about it. And it just got to a point where it was just so horrible <laughs> that we couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> Basically, like like I can't spend eleven years of my life watching Baywatch and talking about yeah. it. It's just rubbish. <laughs> but we, we we found out a new love for the the feature film. Yeah, the, there's yeah. a lot of jokes in that that 
the call back to the original series this is of what, Baywatch. The stuff. bit where Zach when they're at the they're at the party and then the rock's going, right, you distract him, you go around that way, you do the thing, and Zach Efron's going, You're lifeguards. <laughs> yeah. Please, what's wrong with you? Yeah. We used to say that all the time. We're like, yeah. why would they call the police? What the what are they yeah, doing? Mean. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's people drowning on the beach because these idiots are running around trying to find fraudsters. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's such a great. It's a good. It's, I enjoyed it. It's a talking of films that you just put on. It's yeah. a funny. Isn't it? It's like Get Smart. That's a funny film. You know, it's you don't have too much to think about. But yeah, I do think yeah, Christine Two: The Revenge would be would be next level. I'm surprised I haven't touched this as in even a remake. Well, they're talking about a remake. There's uh, there's apparently there's uh, there's there's always a remake talk of, a, of, of a remake. But it doesn't sound great. <laughs> yeah, they'll make the car of the shit. They'll use a they'll, they'll they'll use a new car. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, no, it's like when we read Night Rider and they used a a Mustang, and you're like, no, the kit works because of what it what it looked like a pretty futuristic car. You know, yeah. it was an unusual looking car and a terrible program, but you know, kit was brilliant. But they'll 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 just fuck it up. They need to leave us to do it. We'll do Christine the Revenge. Yeah, we'll, yeah, it'd we'll, we'll be perfect. Just leave it to us. We know what we're doing. <laughs> would you bring John Carpenter back as director, or have you got a director in mind that you think would be a, a, a decent job now? Um, whoever whoever directed the remake of The Woman in Black, the Hammer Horror, Daniel Radcliffe film. I don't know if you ever saw that. Oh yeah. Whoever directed, I that, don't know who directed it because it was that Dave. Will, Dave will know. That was terrifying. <laughs> That, whoever directed that, I think would would give Christine the revenge, the edge that it needs. You, you don't, again, you don't want to make it glossy. No. That was a director called James Watkins, written by Jane Goldman, which is Jonathan Ross's wife, who's a good writer. Yes, he's done right. The Kickasses and Kingsmans are. and stuff. Right now we're now we're getting it together, lads. Now we're working. <laughs> now we're working. We've got the writer and the director. We got this. We can sort this out. Get those to do Christine the remake. My God, what a film! Yeah. Oh, James Watkin. Uh, James Watkin did a brilliant film called Eden Lake. Have you ever watched Eden Lake with Michael Fassbender? In no, it? I know of it. I haven't seen it. Fucking horrible, like proper brutal, really? but great film. I can. Yeah, we're onto a good one here. I see. I knew this would happen. Good lads doing good things. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put the word out. Let's tweet those. Let's tweet them. Love it. Brilliant. Because I can't imagine the budget would be massive. I no. mean, you, you have to. Have a few much few cars to destroy. When I say a few, a lot. Well, you need you probably need I don't know, say four or five. I reckon more. Reckon? I reckon more. Well, if you're doing four or five kills, that's like cars there. Oh yeah, then you're gonna surely a lot in. of it would be CGI these days, though. No, you see this. Oh. Well, that was the no. <laughs> I'm with Rich. The magic. The magic. Fair point. Was yeah, yeah, all... exactly. Fair point. To keep it real, because that I saw talking about behind the scenes. I saw behind the scenes of John Wick when he's fighting on the motorbikes, and mm. they're not even they're not even riding them. They're like they're like, they're getting moved around like chess pieces in like a in a studio. And I'm like, I oh, know they're not really yeah. fighting on motorbikes, but I didn't realise it was like lit. He's not really on the horse. And yeah, they're not mm. even they're not even outside. <laughs> <laughs> so I think yeah, if we're gonna do this, if we're gonna do this, lads. If we're gonna do this, yeah. We've got to keep it real, all right? The less CGI, the better, right? Nice. Yeah. Well, if our podcasts go well, we can push for it. <laughs> yeah. we're, gonna, we're gonna send this episode to, to Jane Goldman. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, she's great. Yeah. I'm only one degree of separation from her, so, you know. He must I'm be able to, yeah. I'm a comedian. Jonathan Ross works in comedy. There you go. <laughs> Almost signed Silky. <laughs> <laughs> And those were Rich Wilson's Unequal Sequels. Oh, mate. I think we've kicked off season three with my, my favourite ever episode already. You enjoyed that, didn't you? Oh, I loved it so much. I really loved the man, honestly. I think he's brilliant. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed chatting to him. He's a, very much a, a very funny man, um, <laughs> loves his movies, and his story about letting his kids watch South Park is <laughs> up there. That's one of my favourite stories. It just still makes me laugh. Um, that's why I loved doing this podcast. Just little little stories like that just make it so magical. It was great. And his picks, <laughs> strong picks, Rich. Strong, very strong picks. Yeah. So Rafa Khan for best. Not alone on that one. There's a lot of people that agree with him. Um, so we had what Matt Ferguson, I think, the, the Rafa Khan yeah. as well, and Matt from Sequelizers. Yep. Yeah. Also Rafa Khan. So yeah, very good company there for Rich with with that one. Gets better every time I watch it. That one, that film, it really does. It's really starting to move up in my rankings. It's... Yeah. And also, a worse sequel that I can't believe no one else has picked yet, Blues Brothers 2000, absolute Ugh, steamer. Trash. Um, that is nasty. <laughs> I mentioned this list of sequels that were on this list before we started this podcast. Yeah. And Blues Brothers 2000 was on the worst list. I thought someone would pick it straight away. Mm. And that's happening a lot this season, you know. Uh-uh. But yeah, it's a horrible film and I never want to yeah. watch it again. No, no. Well, hopefully no one ever picks it again. And and that's done now. Fingers and then, crossed. And then Christine. What an amazing pick. I, I'd not seen that movie before. I'd heard of it. Also, I'd seen the Simpsons version of it, like like everyone has. But I'd never <laughs> seen that movie before and absolutely loved it. Like A, a sequel for that would be a dream. Indeed. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed watching that. I was surprised that I have never seen it. I just, I don't know, I just kept putting it off because I thought it would be a, a bad film and I don't know yeah. why that is. I don't know. Sometimes, I think sometimes with horror movies like that, they can sound like they're going to be really cheesy and shit. Mm. Like if someone goes to you, oh, it's about a haunted car that kills people, you'd be like, that sounds crap. <laughs> like, Plus, like you said, we've seen the Simpson version. Yeah, yeah. And then you watch Sorry. it and you're like, holy shit, it's actually very good. <laughs> Some really good filmmaking in there. Yeah. Yeah, loved it. Thank you, yeah. for making, thank you for making me watch that, Rich. And thank you, Rich Wilson. The man is brilliant. Um, Rich, you want to sell his podcasts? Absolutely, absolutely. Insane in the Membrane, one of the very best podcasts out there at the moment. He's been doing it for three years, and I've been... I remember day one because it was just when I started a new job and I was doing a big commute and I've been listening since then and I absolutely love this podcast to pieces. There are some, there are such great episodes you can go back and listen to, but you're still churning them out now. So go and listen to it and then go on Twitter and tell him how brilliant he is as well because I think like like a lot of us, he suffers from, you know, not thinking he's, he's good enough. So, so funny, go so and, funny. Go and do that. Go and listen Go on Twitter and say, heard you on Unequal Sequel, listening to Insane the Membrane, you're the man. Yeah. Get on it. <laughs> Definitely do that. He's great. And some of his guests are insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He literally knows everyone in comedy. I he think. does. Yeah, yeah, he does. My personal favourite, I think, is the David Baddiel episode. So my favourite recent, most recent episode is, is with Ellis James. And honestly, it just felt like I'd been in the pub having a chat with my friends. 
It was just so nice. Like it's just such a good podcast. Give Perfect it a listen. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. It will make you feel better. No matter how you feel, it will make you feel better. Yeah, definitely go and do that. And what about our own podcast, Rich? Oh yeah, I should probably plug us, shouldn't I? Really, you know, yeah. like you know, if you want to, if you like what you've heard, if you're a big Rich Wilson fan, you've just tuned into us for the first time. There's loads more episodes for you to go and listen to. Give us a little subscribe. We've got a whole season three coming, so twelve, the eleven, eleven more 11 now. juicy episodes, twelve in total for you to listen to. But also season one and two for you to go back and listen to as well with people like Helen O'Hara and Sean Walsh and Nick Helm and fantastic fantastic guests so go back and listen to those click on the subscribe button give us a little like give us a subscribe give us a thumbs up or a heart or whatever it is on your pod shop of choice then do that if you feel so inclined and we'd really love you if you did uh give us a little give us, give us a little review yeah. Oh, please. Five, five stars and uh, tell us what you like about us or what you don't like about us, maybe, you know. Do but still too. give us five stars. I don't mind rejection. <laughs> Be constructive with your feedback. That's all we say. That's all we ask for. Yeah. Um, yeah, do that. You can also follow us on Twitter. If you want to talk to us, then we're at Unequal Sequel on Twitter and we are at Unequal Sequel on Instagram. Um, and for, I don't know, if... Uh, shits and giggles you want to send us an email we're unequalsequel at hotmail.com perfect once again you've nailed it I and mean, you haven't done it in a while I haven't done it in a while and also I have COVID and I'm feeling poorly <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying that I've got COVID when we're doing the intros and outros of other episodes because it's going to sound like I've got COVID for like months oh, it's so well you, it feels like you have been sick for months yeah it does yeah true I'm just going to say thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back. Uh, hello to the new listeners. If we have new listeners, I like to think we have new listeners. Um, <laughs> this is what we do and this is what we do best. Uh, welcome to the movement. Uh, I've got nothing else to say. Rich, you got anything else to say? Welcome to the movement. Yeah. Wow, Dave. That sounds like we're doing something important. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. <laughs> no, I've got nothing, mate. I'm all done. It's just been. Re- it's just really good to be back and... I can't think of anyone better to kick off the first ep- the first episode of this series with. Yeah, it's been been lovely, and I'm so happy we're doing it again. We've got some absolute cracking episodes coming, so uh, stay tuned. It's a, a thank you from me and a bye bye from me also. So bye bye and a bye bye from him. Bye. See you next time. Bye. 